Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, May 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Harristow State University President Corey S. Bradford Sr. says the COVID-19 crisis has been challenging for the university, but it found ways to pick up the slack financially. I think there were some positive things that came from this experience. This COVID situation showed us that change can happen quickly within higher education. In just a few minutes, Bradford Sr. speaks with St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson about how Harris Stowe is weathering the pandemic storm. Missouri lawmakers are heading into the last week of the General Assembly's session. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports they could finish work on several major priorities. Lawmakers have a slew of proposals to consider this week, including COVID-19 liability protections, a gas tax increase, and a government-issued photo ID requirement to vote. They could also take up a prescription drug monitoring program to combat opioid abuse. GOP Representative Phil Cristofanelli of St. Charles County says the fact the Senate passed a tax credit program last week to help fund education scholarships could open the floodgates to other bills. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that you'll see a lot of movement in the House on priorities of the Senate. We could be in for, you know, a productive final week of session. Lawmakers have until 6 p.m. Friday to get their regular session work done. I'm Jason Merzenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones has signed a bill prohibiting race-based discrimination based on hairstyles. The Democratic mayor, elected last month, signed the bill Friday. Kansas City has a similar ordinance. The St. Louis bill was sponsored by Alderwoman Shamim Clark Hubbard. It prohibits job, housing, and hiring discrimination based on an individual's hairstyle, protective hair, or natural or cultural hair texture or style. A similar bill was recently introduced by the St. Louis County Council. Advocates for people with disabilities say the mass spread of COVID-19 through Illinois' long-term care facilities is reason to prioritize home-based and other types of care. Many with disabilities are sent to live in nursing homes. The ACLU of Illinois' Heidi Dallenberg says although consent decrees require the state to move people with disabilities and mental illnesses out of nursing homes, those efforts have been slow. She says contracts put in place before the pandemic called for hundreds of people to be moved. Anticipated moving about 900 people a year out of nursing facilities and back into the community. Right now, we're seeing 30 people a month moving out of facilities. An analysis by the state's Department of Health Care and Family Services shows overcrowding in many Illinois nursing homes contributed to thousands of COVID infections and deaths. Starting this fall, social workers will be at five St. Louis County library branches full-time. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the partnership between the library and the county's Children's Service Fund. The social workers will help connect people to resources such as food, mental health care, or treatment for substance use disorder. They will also train library employees on how to best help users who may be in crisis. St. Louis County Library Executive Director Kristen Sorth says bringing social workers in-house seemed natural. 
some of our branches, they are the center of community. And it's just a place where people, I think, are really comfortable coming, and it just seems like a logical place. The Children's Service Fund is covering 60% of the $715,000 cost. The library is covering the remaining amount. The social workers will be in place for two years. Both the library and the fund say they want to make them permanent. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. Harris Stowe State University has rarely had an easy time financially. The pandemic presented another set of challenges for the historically black university. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson spoke with its new president, Corey S. Bradford Sr., about where the financial assistance came from to help students during the pandemic. Well, one thing I can say is that the federal government, the stimulus funding, the COVID support, a lot of those resources went to help students. And so we were able to help those students who had those difficult financial hardships to stay in school, okay? Whether we provided the technology for them, or whether we helped them pay their tuition bill, do a scholarship or something like that, that aid went a long way in helping students to continue with their educational pursuit. So talk to me a little bit about how you were able to retain students during a crisis. Actually, you know, our retention rate of existing students actually went up during this period, surprisingly. So we saw an uptick in the retention of our continuing students. What we saw a downtick was in new students, okay, new freshmen. And so what we surmise is that a lot of new students chose to take a gap year. So what are you all planning on doing to get those freshmen um, who decided to take that gap year to get them back on, um, on campus, especially if some of them are already in the workforce? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be somewhat of a challenge if they're already in the workforce. We're hoping that you know, we've done several new things that will increase enrollment this fall. You know, one of the things that I'm proud of and excited about is our new Top 100 Scholars Program. And so what we did was we partnered with local high schools and offered their students scholarships that cover 100% of their tuition or a full scholarship ride if they receive the presidential scholarship. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about funding. Obviously, you can't really increase funding without enrollment, and HBCUs are often underfunded and lack resources to help students succeed at the same level as students at white institutions. With years of being underfunded, how can Harris Stowe compete with other universities when it's working on a razor-thin budget? Well, you know, efforts to increase university endowments is one way to overcome some of those fiscal challenges. And so to me, this is a major priority for the institution to build that institutional wealth like our, our, our white counterparts have, right? And so I will be seeking individuals, corporations and private foundation support to help our needy students. We created a matching fund for anyone that wishes to give what I call an endowed gift up to $25,000 we will match it through a matching fund that we have created here at Harris Stowe. I know HBCUs in Missouri receive the lowest amount of state appropriations. How can this change? 
Well, it, it changes, you know, through our advocacy. We all have to advocate for, you know, fair funding for our HBCU. You know, uh, I have seen uh, a greater interest from our politicians, from our governor in supporting our local HBCUs. And so a lot of that comes from our, our pol local politicians, you know, standing up for us. That comes from me being active in my advocacy for the university and engaging with the politicians, letting them know what our needs are. And, you know, all of those things are critical factors to us in getting increased state support. Yeah. And lastly, I want to ask you, um, what's next for Harris though? I think we're on solid uh, ground right now. Uh, we're looking forward to a COVID-free fall. Uh, we're going to be renovating some science labs. Uh, we're going to start renovations on the Old Vashon Center. And so my overall goal is to continue to elevate this institution and to help meet the needs of our community and to have a greater impact on St. Louis and our region. Our Shula Newman edited that report. Shula is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.